1: Hello and welcome to episode 1 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast, an actual play podcast for extended tabletop campaigns coming to you from London, England. I'm your host and game master uh, Alex Newell and with me today we have
2: Uh, James Ross, Bryn Monroe, Ben Meredith.
3: Lydia Nicholas.
2: And this is our first official proper episode. It's only taken us 19 hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, technology's hard, like really difficult. Um, So, um, for all the new listeners out there, because you can't not be because it's the first episode, um, we're just going to basically play through a long campaign um, and record everything that's happening. Um, Just to run through some things, what a tabletop RPG is for a start Um, because there's going to be some people who've never heard this before. It's collective storytelling, really. A group of people, um, it came from war games, actually, originally, um, where people would really, really, really like one of their individual characters and would want to give that character a bit more thing rather than, like, Troop 649227, and it kind of grew from that. Um, And how it works is that we pretend to be a character... And as we sort of do things, we're rolling dice or if we're fighting, we're rolling dice just to determine the outcome so that it um, can be a bit fairer, things like that. So what will tend to happen is if you are, say, opening a door, you'll be rolling a dice and there will be modifiers which are worked out ahead of time in character creation, which just reflect how good you are at, at doing a thing. So if you are very good at opening locks and there is a lock, you'll get, say, a plus six. So you'll roll a dice just like anyone else would, but you will get a plus six because you are really good at that thing. So the way that these things will work out is they'll sort of be half scene, sort of people improving, riffing off, pretending to be their characters, talking to one another, and then half um, sort of fighting and things like that. And the other thing that can sometimes throw people is as the games master, uh, I'm the one who's running it. Think of me as the PlayStation. I'm I'm the guy who's who's churning out the NPCs and giving you quests and I'm chucking things out basically.
4: Does that mean you suffer from planned obsolescence so we can upgrade you in three to four years?
1: Yes.
5: Yay! Yes, it does. Good.
1: (sighs) But, um, yeah, so effectively, if you're going to think of it in those terms, I'm I'm the one who's sort of generating the story world, but at no point do I control any of the characters, apart from if something specifically bad happens, you know, you get hit by something, I tell tell the players you have been hit by an arrow rather than, you know, you deciding to have been hit. You could if you want, but it's fairly suicidal um the system we're using is the pathfinder d20 system it's an open source gaming system available totally legally at d20 pfsrd.com uh, we'll put that in the link dump at the end so that you guys can basically click on that and go through it's really amazing they're doing good work they took the sort of 3.5 gaming system for dungeons and dragons and then they simplified it they streamlined it it's 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 big But it's open source. It's free to use. And I strongly recommend that you go on there and buy some of their more obscure books um, so that they can basically keep churning out the stuff that they do because they're doing good work. Um, And we're using it because, A, it's the system I'm most familiar with. Uh, I started on 3.5 and then moved on to Pathfinder. Um, It's got a really broad scope, which is great because it allows us to do more things with the story. And it's free for all of you at home to actually follow along with. Because you can just access it and see what we're doing, and it'll all be there. Uh, the story world's original, ish. <laughs> no, uh, I, I wrote the story world, um, and it's not meant to tie into the Pathfinder canon in any way. So, before anyone says that continent's not there, I, I know it's it's not in the Pathfinder world. A, a lot of it's going to be in London, which mm-hmm. is a you know a real place. So also yes i know my geography of london is wrong just just roll with it it's <laughs> fictional so
6: basically assume that alex is wrong
1: and there you go <laughs> yeah yeah all right let's go with that we'll,
3: uh... wrong is another word for fiction <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: very literal guys
5: <guide. laughs>
1: um but honestly um i'll always try to sort of put viewers in mind as to what the monsters were but we'll be reskinning things a lot so you know we'll be making things um look a bit more story world appropriate um and if you want to keep up to date with how we're playing the game and the mechanics do check out our metacasts we've already recorded episode zero there's going to be a bunch more sort of talking about more how the how the maths of it works leveling up um character creation how you should go about building a backstory things like that and they won't they won't affect the story so if you're just here to get you know get your fix you you don't need to go into that stuff but there's always someone who's who's interested in that kind of thing and, and you should check out those if you want to know more um our house rules as well are available at RustyQuill.com. Um, that's where all these podcasts are going to be available as well. So if you're thinking that I'm behaving a bit weirdly, it's all in there. I think rule one is that I'm right and you are wrong. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. You'll have to double check. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so without further ado, we'll get this started. Everybody ready? Yes. You ready, Bryn?
2: I was born ready.
1: Oh, Good, good. Right. We start... In the skies above London. Um, it's not particularly uh, smoggy or anything like that. Um, there are huge, shining brass roofs sort of spread out, and the, the city looks physically raised. You see that the Thames runs into it at one end, pretty much disappears underneath the profusion of buildings, and then comes out the other side of London. Um, but while it's there, it's pretty much obscured. Um, there's all these enormous buildings, uh, bridges, bridge work. It's very shiny. It's almost suspiciously sort of clean and tidy it all, it all looks very very nice um, heading in a bit closer you do start to see you know there's some steams coming up from like manhole covers and the cracks and things like that but there's, there's not the smog that you'd expect for a big big city uh, there's an overground monorail which is running in from sort of the southeast, which seems to be running straight into the city um, as you're looking a, a train's running by it's, it's a big deal, it's huge it's very very opulent, uh, it's moving at a fair lick maybe with a couple of sparks of lightning coming out the back as it goes. Uh, zooming in a bit closer, you start seeing the streets are, are filled with people. Interestingly, everyone seems to be, you know, quite quite well-to-do. Um, I'm not saying incredibly posh or wealthy or anything like that, but there doesn't seem to be much of a litter problem. There doesn't seem to be many people sort of wandering around begging or anything like that. Um, it seems very, you know, very, like I said, well-to-do. Uh, heading in a bit closer... You start seeing, maybe off to one side, um, near one of the manor houses that are off towards the edge, um, a, a, quite a large crowd are gathering at, uh, at some gates. Um, it's, it's, it's a townhouse, so it's tall, it's, it's narrow, kind of terrace but it's not, it's not small. Um, and the, the crowd, are they seem good-natured, they seem excited. Heading off to the side for a bit, further down the street, uh, we end up encountering a small girl. Well, I say small girl. I mean young woman. And she's... How how big is she? She's 5'4". It's
3: not even particularly short.
1: We encounter a woman. (laughs) Just a woman. Uh, Can you give us a brief description of what Sasha looks like?
3: Uh, Sasha wears dark, fitted, comfortable and practical clothes. Description sort of slides off her. Mm -hmm. She sticks to the shadows, but not in any way that you would think of as suspicious. She's Mm -hmm. just... Not an obtrusive kind of person. She moves oddly, quietly. Mm-hmm. You might notice if you were walking by that she appears from nowhere because she walks without making that much of a sound, without drawing much attention to herself. Uh, she's very aware of you, though.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, like I said, there's a, a larger crowd which is a few streets away, um, but here it's here it's a bit quieter. And there's a couple of people sort of walking up and down the street. Um, could you give me a perception roll, Lydia? So for anyone listening, that'll be rolling a d20. Uh, and what we're doing is we're basically seeing how good she is at noticing things. Seven. So that's a seven, but she also gets a modifier because she's quite good at looking at things, which will be on the sheet.
3: Yep, my perception is plus
1: six. Giving a total of 13? Yep. Okay, so Sasha notices that she thinks she's being followed. They, uh, they're doing a decent job don't get me wrong they're not like super ninja stealthy or anything mm-hmm. but one guy has been you know he's been looking at uh, a clockwork stand um, behind a, a shop for a little bit too long and his angle you suddenly realise that he's got a very clear line of sight for you with the reflection and he, he certainly ain't looking at any clocks he's, he's fairly tall um, he's quite plainly dressed mm-hmm. I wouldn't go so far as to say shabby but it feels like he could be going that way if he left it a bit longer you know
3: and you say there's a crowd
1: ahead of them. Um, there is a crowd further off to the left-hand side. Um, so you're in the middle of the street, let's say to your left, um, a few streets away. You're looking at a good sort of five-minute walk. You can hear it and you can see people heading in that direction. You can't physically see a big crowd. Okay. Um, the street you're on is lined with shop shopfronts. They're, they're middling. Um, they're not incredibly opulent, but neither are they um, pawnbrokers or anything like that. And he's further off to the um, right-hand side, further away from the crowds. And there's a few people who are walking past him. No one seems to be thinking that he's acting peculiarly.
3: Right, okay. Well, I uh, cross the road Mm -hmm. uh, and begin walking towards the the crowd, looking into shops as I go. uh, I am not particularly walking fast. Mm -hmm. I make sure not to look behind me, but I'm catching... uh, I'm looking into as many reflections as possible to see whether this guy is actually following me specifically, and how how far behind he is.
1: So, um... You see that he moves away when you do. Give me another perception roll. Eight
3: plus six.
1: Fourteen. Fourteen, um... Pretty much the same as before, you're pretty certain that he's following you. Mm -hmm. You can't discern any motives or anything like that, really. But, you know, it's a thing where you're looking in one window just briefly to get a a reflection and he's, you know, coming up behind you. You deliberately cross the road, you know, stopping for a moment for a uh, carriage to go past in the direction of the crowd and then carrying on uh, and the guy's deliberately occupied himself looking at another shop just to maintain that distance. He doesn't seem to be trying to close in on you, Uh but he's definitely keeping pace. How
3: close am I to the crowd
1: um a, a good like f- still sort of four four minutes away you're going to have to take a couple of turns left and right it's you know it's there cuz mm-hmm. there's a there's a big you know there's a there's the, that kind of furore you know that 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 noise of lots of people they're not right. yelling but they're definitely there and you can home in from the sound if nothing okay. else
3: uh yeah so i continue walking that way uh if i pass i'm looking into shops again checking for the guy behind me i um Unbeknownst to him, perhaps under my jacket, mm-hmm. uh, taking out bits of my disguise kit. Oh, yeah. Uh, intending to at least change my appearance very slightly. I've got a small foldable hat mm-hmm. uh, and I can uh, maybe. Gosh, do I have a wig? Probably have a wig. Uh, uh, have a, wig. A, a
1: basic disguise kit would have. Think of it as the the real basic disguise kit. Have you ever seen the Sherlock Holmes movies, right. like the the big posh Hollywood ones? How he can sort of like bodge together a few odds okay, and ends, so, so you could I, have a rubbishy yeah, wig, Yeah, I've
3: I've got I've got um, a small hat, and I'll have the stuff in there that would, if I were to screw up my face and draw it across mm-hmm. my it look, manage to age me very slightly. And <coughs> I am prepared. I'm taking things up. Like out under my jacket, ready to plunge into this uh, crowd okay. and come out the other side looking at least very slightly different.
1: Okay, as you are sort of heading in, you're homing in towards the crowd. The guy's keeping his distance, but he's he's definitely you're definitely sure he's mm-hmm. tailing you. And um, you notice someone else steps into the street, and then after a few moments, it becomes clear that he's also tailing you. Um, uh, this guy is much smaller, much leaner. Um, he's bordering on the shabby. Um, but he's, he's clearly tracking you and they're trying because you know what you're doing it's quite clear that they are sort of hoping that you're aware of one of them not both of them Right. Um, you are moments away from the crowd at this point
3: okay uh, I am I think still going to hope that this is the since I'm in a public space mm-hmm. I don't think getting a weapon out would be appropriate yet mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I am going to fling myself into this interesting crowd uh i assume am i there yet am I uh, up? yeah I'm yeah yet? she's drunk now remember i've hard. got i've got crowd dodger mm-hmm. uh, as a trait sure. so that means that i can move through it quite easily. quite easily uh it's quite easy for me to shift through things and manage to change uh, i change my hat I age myself by like rubbing grey into what hair is showing out underneath and uh, into the wrinkles on my frowning forehead. I take my jacket off mm-hmm. and roll it into a bundle so that I begin uh-huh. to look a bit more... Uh, small, frail and slightly different I hold my space in the crowd for a little while I don't know what the crowd is trying to do I seem I'm trying to pick up on that okay fiddling with my beard.
1: So, um, letting you know a bit about the crowd um, it's a big group of people like a really large group of people a couple of hundred um, they're all gathering the townhouse that I was mentioning earlier in the description they're, they're gathered around that, that townhouse it has some big wrought iron gates which are closed currently mm-hmm. um, it has a, a few city guards out front Nothing dodgy. They're not like being mean, like cruel or anything. But they are keeping a, a significant distance because otherwise you're going to get people being pushed up against the gates. Uh, everyone seems good natured. No one's angry. No one's yelling. But it's very, it's very enthusiastic. It's like being outside a gig, like like people are uh, are raring up for something. Yeah. And um, the townhouse is completely closed. It's completely white. Very very tall. Uh, maybe maybe four stories, five stories. And mm. um, and despite being a sort of terraced townhouse, you get the impression that that terrace might be quietly expanding out into either side of the uh, other buildings like it's probably quite an expensive house and a couple of it has a sort of front yard with a couple of larger trees and yeah the the crowd are all sort of craning to get a look but there's nothing really to see a couple of opportunistic people are selling stuff can you give me a roll for your disguise checks that'd be another d20 yeah that's a 20-sided dice
3: Oh one. So, <laughs> one. oh, one. Natural so, one. natural um, one. So,
1: for future reference... critical I'm,
3: disguise fail, That right? is a critical
1: disguise oh, fail. God.
3: So, uh... <laughs> you're
4: you're a moustache on yourself and it's just a big arrow
1: going, here I am! So, yeah, for future reference, a uh, 20, or depending if you're doing combat, maybe a little lower... Like, a 20 is called like a, a natural success, really. Um, there are a few situations where I'll overrule it, but normally a natural 20 is a natural success. A one isn't just a fail. A one is that you've actively made the thing that you were trying to do harder <laughs> right. so basically you're going through the crowd you've, you're, you're doing all these things you're getting a lay of the land you're mm-hmm. also putting all of this stuff on you get the powder out to run through your hair trip bump into a small child and then the whole powder just yeah. flies up into the air it covers about five people all around you there's one
5: gentleman
1: <laughs> like all these people around um, are just instantly drawn attention and it's clear that anyone from the edge of the crowd has just seen this big little signal go into the air with that we'll pan out and leave you in the middle of the crowd um so moving across from the city moving away from the crowd as it looks like a few people are getting disgruntled at this woman full stop <laughs> um, we head across into a, a slightly a slightly lower rent district again it's not dingy but you get the impression it's where it's where a a, a merchant would live not even a successful merchant you know there's, there's a bit more pubs that kind of thing Uh, And in fact, above what looks like some kind of uh, music venue or something, we go in and we head in through a very narrow window and then we enter this very, very small space. There is uh, a couple of chairs, uh, upon which is sat Zolf. Can you describe your character for us, Ben? Um, Am I out and about? Uh, You are currently sat on a chair in a fairly sort of, think of it as an above a pub, sort of dingy venue Okay.
6: So I probably have left my armour at home. Yeah. It? It's that kind of situation, sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we'll say you
1: have it in the room with you.
6: Okay, fine. So it's probably hung up yeah, yeah. behind the door or something. I don't know, I don't know where someone keeps their armour. Um, <laughs> having never owned a set myself. In an armoire. Oh, hey. you're a bad
1: person and but I really yeah, like that you. Thank you.
6: <laughs> so, um, blonde dwarf uh, with sort of a bird's nest style hairdo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was likened to Boris Johnson, although that is... Thankfully, where the comparison ends, mm-hmm. and a um, large blonde beard which has been braided into sort of two long um, beardo tails, <laughs> <laughs> two braids under like where the jowls would be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, he's got a peg leg as well, a mm-hmm. metal one, uh, his left leg mm-hmm. to be exact, and he um, has a uh, sort of obvious amulet, which is a, a driftwood um, carving of a dolphin.
1: Okay, cool. Well, like I said, there are two chairs and the chair a little back and behind him is one bad looking mother. Like he's he sat there, big, big sort of desert coat, um like a trench coat deal, um he's got he's clearly got a broadsword on him. Um he isn't scarred. But you, you kind of get the impression he's not scarred because he knows what he's doing <laughs> as opposed to because, you know, he just never got in a fight. Like he's got the kind of lank hair cut, that like thousand yard stare and he's just there and he clearly seems subordinate to Zolf. He's just there, just quiet, just sort of glowering in front of both of them is a, a very, very weedy looking 16 year old. And he's sort of trying to do a handstand uh, and he, he can't really manage it. He's looking fairly shabby. He sort of lands on his back and goes, <laughs> OK. Right, I, pro- I can normally do that, honestly. So, like, c- can I join? Like, c- can I? Can I be a? Can I be a merc? I, th- I think I've got. Like, like, I can't afford the sword right now, but like, like, if you can, if you can advance me, I could definitely like probably be, be a merc. I, I I've gotta say, probably no. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I like I said, the hands. I could do the cartwheel. I mean, I could show you the cartwheel again. I mean. <sighs>
6: Be- On reflection, handstanding and cartwheels aren't really number one priorities for a mercenary. Uh, have, do you have any
1: weapons? Um, I, uh, I'd say that my body is a weapon. <laughs>
6: Are you very good with that weapon? <laughs>
1: I was hoping I could learn. This isn't really a training course.
6: I'm pretty <laughs> sure they run them at the guild, but it, it's a no. Um, sorry. yeah good Uh, luck uh go to school like get trained and then come back in like i don't know five years
1: the kid kind of looks a bit crestfallen not surprised but crestfallen he kind of looks from you looks to the thousand yard stare man quickly looks back to you uh, and then just sort of sort of heads out opens the door and as he opens the door there is just an enormous gleaming like Almost like a robotic monolith in the doorway. He opens it and there's, it's just a wall of steel. He sort of walks, stops, and it's just a wall of steel and falcons. Uh, and this kid just sort of... He doesn't seem to have registered what's behind the door. He just sort of looks at it and then... Sort of back to you. Uh, hello? At which point, of course, we encounter... Hello! Hello! <laughs> James's character, Bertie, could you uh, give us a bit of a physical description? Uh, my character is Sir Bertrand Bertie McGuffingham, and
4: he is six foot five and pretty lardy, but in a sort of a healthy, muscular way mm-hmm. rather than just plain obesity. He's a very big chap. Um, he looks like a sort of a tall, fatter, blonder version of uh, Hugh Laurie playing uh, Bertie Wooster
5: mm-hmm.
4: um, in the 1990s uh Fry and Laurie, *Jeeves and Wooster* adaptation, um, and he is wearing massive armour, massive, incredibly flashy armour, um, and it is uh, adorned with huge falcons, and it's incredibly fancily carved. It is very much how um, you know a child would draw big
6: fancy armour if required to do so. Is it like when they draw a tank, but it's got guns on the guns? But it's, it's got, got guns, guns on the, the guns. Them. It's got falcons on the falcons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm going to jump away for that moment... Just for that opening impression of your character. And we, uh, we head back out through that narrow little window... Uh, and up into the sky. And then we cut to... Bryn's character. Uh, he is in the casino. He is in a very, very opulent casino. An incredibly opulent casino. And he sat at what looks like a roulette table. Upon it is a heaped pile of chips... Right in front of him. It's clearly that, clear that they are currently his chips... Um, there are there's a decent crowd around him it seems like they've been drawn half by the money and half by him he's you know he's a very chipper looking guy um, and the croupier is getting a little bit of a concerned frown like he might be doing his job badly and he's not sure why give us a bit more details about your character friend.
2: Uh my character is a halfling um, he is pretty good looking um, he's got sort of uh, sort of golden brown skin and sort of large dark brown eyes he's got an incredibly neat haircut very mm-hmm. clean shaven very well put together in an immaculate suit mm-hmm. um, uh, he looks conflicted
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I could see why he would <laughs> Um, so the, uh, the the table has a, a like a, an elderly gentleman, very very well to do. He seems to be wearing more fur than any other d- piece of clothing, despite the fact that it's perfectly you know it's a perfectly balmy temperature in there. Uh, he he leans over and he's very impressive. Goodness me, I don't I don't think I've ever I've ever encountered someone quite as impressive. Um, I I'm thinking all in on red. Gives you a really token wink. It's quite clear that this guy maybe doesn't even understand how gambling works. And um, he proceeds to go all in with his sort of five chips on uh, what was it I said? Red. Was it on red? He puts his five chips on red, uh, and then goes, "Oh, go on!" All the crowd around uh, Hamid are like, "Oh
5: yeah, do it, do it, do it! Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Oh my god!
1: Creepier just sort of gives a uh, gives a sort of a sort of glance, a knowing glance at you. If, if Sir's so going to place a better, I believe it's about time.
2: Um, I play with my stack of chips briefly. Um, I flick a couple in the air mm-hmm. and pocket them. Mm-hmm. And then push the rest
5: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> onto red.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to take that opportunity now to uh, just take a brief break. Uh, and we'll be back to you in a couple of minutes. Hi guys, Alex here. Normally we'd put an ad break at this point, letting you know about new developments at Rusty Quill, mention sponsors, or just recommend other shows that we think you'd enjoy. But today, we just want to take the time to thank you. It takes a lot of time and effort and money to make podcasts like this, and it means a lot to us that you've decided to listen, so thank you. You're awesome. In fact, you are so awesome that we want to keep making great content for you and introduce you to loads of new shows, but in order to do that, we need your help. The more listeners that we get, the more content we can make. It's as simple as that, and the best way that we can get listeners is by word of mouth. In the credits at the end of the episode, we include details about how you can get involved online, but honestly, the best way that you can help us is by recommending us to people that you know. Tell a friend, tell a coworker. tell your pet iguana. If just one of the people or lizards that you talk to subscribes, that's going to be a huge help to us. We're looking forward to making loads more content for you in the future and we want to share it with everyone that you care about. So thanks again for getting involved and we hope we get to meet you, your friends and all your lizards real soon. Well, that's everything for now. So sit back, relax and let's get back to the show. And um, Welcome back. So I believe we just left uh, Hamid placing an enormous bet uh, instead of, you know, following that, what I'll do is I'll cut back to Sasha and she's there having just made an enormous, I'm going to have to say proud of herself. Yes. Um, a lot of people are looking, most people are laughing like no one, apart from the sort of posh gentleman who got covered in what he, he thinks might be dandruff. Um, <laughs>
3: I keep a pot of it about. I know. I don't. That isn't in my <laughs> gear. But it
1: was in your backstory. I don't understand. <laughs> OK, cool. So uh, what are you doing? The guys at the edge of the crowd are working their way towards you with a lot more sort of skill than you were managing with your disguise.
5: OK, um, I guess
3: that I... I I'm, can I... I haven't played this very much. Can I kind of examine area? I am looking for, like, places... ...crowded places where I might manage to slip past these guys. Uh-huh. uh Dark corridors and that kind of thing. And
1: that'll be a perception check.
3: Right.
1: So again, rolling that d20. That's an
3: 8 plus
5: 6. 14.
1: So a 14. 14. Um, it's quite hard to see, uh, given that you're in the middle of the crowd. You can see, obviously, the raw iron gates and that clear space in front. That'd, that'd probably be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. There's back the way you came, but both of them are pretty much covering that. Um, so if you're in the crowd and the wrought iron gates are to your right, to the left there's sort of a, a main avenue, um, which you can see the crowd extends down quite a decent distance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's clearly a, like a, a big deal. And there's some guards you can see at the far distance that are just starting to clear a path through for a carriage or something similar. Right. It looks like it'll take a while to get here, maybe like another ten minutes just because the crowd's quite dense. Um, you could get out onto the far other side, although there's a huge group of really drunken revellers, mm-hmm. Um, who are just kind of, you know, dancing around. Uh, They're not, like, catatonic and throwing stuff at one another, Mm -hmm. but it's clear, you know, like, Oh, why was he born so beautiful? Why was he born at all? And they're all sort of having a bit of a party. The people around them seem fairly Mm -hmm. good-natured, and there's a couple of guards who are just kind of keeping a watchful eye. Beyond them are some uh, quieter streets. There's still people coming up towards it. Uh, and after that you get into sort of more into the merchanty district
3: right okay i am going to head up straight through the crowd Mm -hmm. using my i've got this lovely crowd dodger skill and i think my acrobatics and etc are all pretty high i'm hoping that i'll be able to essentially slip faster than the people pursuing me through the dense pack of people uh maybe you know my plan will be to vaguely lose them or at least whatever and then slip down a side street
1: okay um can you give me an acrobatics check just because of the nature of contortions that you're having to do Mm -hmm. because it's a packed crowd and you're still trying to work your way through Twenty plus my seven. Natural twenty. So yeah, like just this has been ups and downs. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with the natural twenty, you um, are quickly managing to put um, put some distance between you. There's a lot of sort of reaching up to tap one guy on the shoulder as he turns around. You Mm -hmm. go behind him and you have your back to him as he's talking to the other person. You've already sort of. greeted someone like they're an old friend, they look at you confused and as you go into hug you somehow manage to make your way past them into the next group of people. Uh, In no time at all you are at the Drunken Revelers and one of them reaches out and basically tries to pull you into a dance. Nothing lecherous or anything like that. Mm -hmm. He is just like Oh! Once there was a fiddler man, a fiddler man, was he? And he starts pulling you into a jig.
3: Excellent. Uh, I I think I start... Dancing with the intention that I will gradually, I will use the the space to move quickly through the drunken crowd, swinging on <laughs> arms, being perhaps thrown into the air and caught a few meters down. I'm I'm trying to dash away in a dancey
1: style. And um, so you move through that dance quite easily uh, and um, efficiently. And at the far side, you you sort of make it towards the crowd. And um, at which point, you see someone wearing an identical outfit to the first guy who was following you. At the far end. Oh dear. And at that point, I'm going to lift away from you and jump all the way back across to uh, Zolf and James's character. Uh, the the kids sort of stepped out of the way and allowed, held the door open for you to come in, kind of looking, hi, hello.
4: Next. Hello! Yes, thank you, my lad. And I pat the uh, small boy on the shoulder. He visibly
1: sags when you do so. <laughs>
4: well done! Nice to meet you patting him on the shoulder over and over again.
1: <laughs> He's kind of wincing a little bit and desperately trying to get out the room and close the door. There, there.
4: Off you go! Just pat him on the other shoulder and just shove him out the door. Uh, uh, I, I I am Sir Bertrand McGuffingham. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure for you to meet me. Hello, hello. And he comes in and uh, shakes the hand of Zolf's character and the chap with a 1000 Lights stare. Looks the chap with a 1000 Lights stare right in the eye. Doesn't acknowledge that it's a thousand-eyed (laughs) stare at all. Just shakes his hand very roughly. Hello, pleasure to meet you. Good. Yes. How are you doing? well? Good. Excellent. Hello. Um, Yes. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind taking a seat. Oh, thank you. Yes, pull back a seat and sit in the seat. So, um...
6: Uh, w- uh, Sir Bertrand. You may call me Sir Bertrand. My friends call me Sir Bertrand. Sir Bertrand it is, then. So, uh, what makes you... Why are you applying for this? Uh,
4: why am I applying for a job as a mercenary? For money and for glory. Yes, to be have my aim, name echo down the ages. Yes, in the... the Tales of bards and other people, yes, it will bring throughout, yeah, and money. Money, there's money, right? There is also money. Money is is definitely an element in this this process. Yeah, no, no, this is is definitely some money. This is a pay, yeah, yeah. Good.
6: Right place then. Excellent. Okay, Uh, so, all right, well, that's, I suppose, pretty covered. Um, And what makes you think that you would be a good member of the team?
4: Right. Well, uh, I can do this. At which point, I stand up, I draw my bastard sword, I select a table, and I attack it with my, with my power attack.
1: I'm going to give you a. Uh, you know what? I'm going I'm to give you. I'm going to force you to do an attack roll just because it's Bertie. So you can roll <laughs> me a D twenty.
2: Four. What do I add to that?
1: Uh, your attack bonus with the bastard sword, which is a four, I believe.
2: Yeah. But you declared a power attack, so minus one from that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's
1: seven. Um, What we'll do is we'll say you draw the Bastard's Sword, you wield it above your head, there's a big flurry, um, you then sort of double hand it and just try to cleft it in twain misjudge the angle slightly and totally cleft one leg off. <laughs> like, that leg is cleft. The bastard sword is buried into the floor, like, which is wood as well. But it's not a, like a massive fail. It's still incredibly showy, but instead of the sort of wonderful parting as it, as mm. it, as it splits into a perfect divide, it more just kind of topples.
5: <laughs> Imagine
4: that table was an orc, yeah? It'd be like falling over, you know, because an orc with only one leg is bloody... Oh, oh. <laughs> Ah!
6: <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes! Uh, not, not,
1: not no worry. The guy with uh. the thousand yard stare uh, just leans in and uh, whispers into Zolfier, um <laughs> He'll probably do. If we're going to make it to crowd control, we should
6: probably leave. Uh, I suppose you're right, figures. Uh, yeah, you're hired! Brilliant! Uh, you start immediately! Excellent! Lovely! Uh, we're doing a bit of crowd control at the moment, uh, trying to make sure people don't get too rowdy. Uh, There's a big event uh, going on uptown. Um, what What? What event? It's Lord Edison's
1: event. Mm, at which point we, uh, we'll cut away to Hamed. And he's there at the table. The ball is there dancing around and the uh, old guy next to him goes, We're definitely going to win. Definitely.
2: I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> the croupier is,
1: uh, is kind of dancing around, dancing around. And you can see the croupier... His, his, he's got a very calm composure to him, but his knuckles are a little bit white because you're currently betting more than his yearly salary. At which point the ball comes down, and it is a black. And the croupier he just kind of, just kind of leans across and pulls the, uh, pulls the stick and pulls all the chips. He's not, he's not being a, a mean guy about it, but you can tell he's quite happy. <laughs> Because he's probably just gotten a bonus off that, and he's just stacking it again. He goes, "Um, very sorry that happened, sir. I'm sure that the, uh, I'm sure that the, the uh, casino bank would be able to offer you an, an extension, perhaps, or, or maybe some more chips."
2: I, I look visibly shaken. I reach my hand in my pocket very slowly and bring out the three chips I squirrelled away earlier.
1: Would sir uh, care to place another bet? Only I mean, there are, there are other patrons who are, perhaps
5: wanting. <sighs>
2: I stare longingly at the chips, and stare longingly at the roulette wheel. And I head to the exit mm-hmm. uh, and ask to turn my chips back into cold, hard cash. Yep,
1: the, uh, the guy behind the metal grill with, with the chips takes the two, kind of looks at them a bit pityingly and goes, you know... Oh, was it three? My mistake. Three Three chips. Thank you. Three chips. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's that's like a like a one hundred and fifty percent increase from two. (laughs) Um, So the guy kind of holds the three chips, looks at them a little bit pityingly, and he goes, "It's all right, you know." Starts you know converting them into cash. for any consolation, I thought you'd leave with nothing. So, that's that's plus. That's four pluses. Four pluses for you. And he uh, hands over just four gold pieces.
2: Thank you. Uh, I
1: suppose things could always be worse. Oh yes. I mean, you could leave right now, when actually, if you were to place one more bet, you could be you could win on one of the larger tables, eh? But you wouldn't know because you'd have left.
2: No, no. It, it, it's time. It's time to. To do something else.
1: All right, all right, all right. Well, you have a lovely day. And uh, remember that uh, Charlemagne's is always open for those who like to have a little bit of a tittle on the cards.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully I won't be seeing you for quite some time.
1: Why does everyone always say that when they're losing, eh? I don't know.
2: Right. I, uh... I wonder what happens now. I wander off
1: down the
5: streets.
1: You head down onto the, uh, down the carpeted stairs, open the doors from the softly lit walnut interior to um, a crowded street and bright sunlight that's really too bright. Like, really, really too bright. Um, You've clearly been in there a little bit too long. Um, There is a large sort of natural flow of people. There's a big crowd sort of off to the right-hand side. Um, And, yeah, the the flow of the crowd is certainly heading in that direction, to the point where you'd kind of be salmon upstream. I I follow
2: the crowd. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see what everyone's so excited about.
1: Okay, so we jump back to Sasha um, as the the three followers are closing in.
3: Okay, so I didn't lose the other guys?
1: Uh, You didn't manage to lose them. You've got got a big distance on them, Uh so you've, you've still got time to work with, but they're still sort of trying to work their way through. But they're kind, of, they're kind of trapped in the crowd, but they totally have a bead on you.
3: Okay, well, uh, so you're saying that where I am right now, I've got to the edge of the Drunken Revelers, mm-hmm. and then there's some side streets into the Merchant District, if I remember rightly? Uh, yeah. I think I leg it down
1: one of those. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you um, basically, the second that the, the Revelers part, just for a second, you dart out and into a side street. Um, I, I wouldn't need a roll for that. Like, you've been doing well enough with your dancing. And you head straight down to a side street, you know, quit um, disappearing off. And the second that you head into a side street, you run slam into what you feel like is just a wall of metal. Mm. A very kind of embellished and gilded metal, <laughs> but metal nonetheless. Wow. Hello!
4: Do I have a perception check to, f- <laughs> <laughs> to notice if someone's <laughs> running to you. me?
1: I'd say that the clang is loud enough, but you didn't feel the actual impact. Uh, out. Okay, fair enough.
4: Uh, oh, and I kind of look around. Uh.
1: Uh. To elaborate, obviously uh, Bertie's mm-hmm. there, as is uh, a little bit off to the side, Zolf, and then behind him, the tall, muscular, good-looking, slightly debonair, but also threatening thousand-yard stare-man. Uh, Whose, I... name Whose name is now Figus? Whose name is now Figus? Whose
3: name is now Figgis, right.
1: Because you got his name in before I did.
5: I did! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, hello, young lady. I'm terribly sorry I didn't see you there.
3: Uh, I think That I try and run past. I don't think I can think of a convincing character reason to stay.
1: Okay, that's fine. Uh, give me a. It, it depends how you want to go past. Uh, acrobatics would probably be the natural one.
3: Yeah. I'll try and, I think, slip through his embellished legs and run off behind because he mm-hmm. presents such a large wall of. Ooh, a 19.
1: 19, okay. I believe technically you're meant to roll in a pose check, but frankly you won't make it with an armor check. Yep. So um, basically, you take a moment, you turn around, and see one of the guys has basically come into the mouth of the alley. Oh,
3: you know what? I think I'm gonna flip through the legs and hide behind Bertie. Oh, okay. He's massive.
1: Oh yeah, he's huge.
3: So maybe they won't notice me. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds quite naive.
4: Time from both think, for hiding behind me. I think
3: I, no. I, I think I'd leg it down the. I'd leg it down the street. Yep. Okay. Sasha legs it down the
1: street. Okay, so, yeah, you duck between his legs. Uh, Dodge, uh, encounter the 1,000-yard stair guy who just... Mm. Um, and uh, Zolf as well.
2: I was like,
1: mm. <laughs> At which point you start pegging it down the street mm-hmm. and almost predictably there's another guy at the end of the street who steps into the alleyway on either side of you. Uh, uh, sorry, at the other end of the alley. Uh, none of them are sort of brandishing anything. They have just sort of uh-huh. carefully just positioned themselves and seem to be standing just...
6: May I do a perception check to notice the two people. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Can I do it as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, Give me on, your and... total plus the modifiers. Cool. Oh, it's on. Um... Yeah, cool. Thirteen. Uh, I've rolled a four. I've got a
4: perception of minus one.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I barely notice that there
4: are alleyways. <laughs> Where, Where am I? I? Oh. Which way is up in this gravity?
1: <laughs> so the thousand yard stare guy, he he kind of looks to the left, looks to the right, nods to you. You, oh yeah, you, you kind of twig it. Um, you, however, are just quietly going, there was a person here. <laughs> there, was, there was definitely a person here. What are bricks? <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not like complete utter yeah, fail, it but it is a case of you're still processing the fact that there was a Sasha and now there's not a Sasha. I've seen women before. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, of... I am
3: backing slowly into having dashed past them and mm-hmm. backing slowly away.
4: Mm-hmm. Can I just clarify briefly the situation in this alley? So it's a long alleyway. One end is blocked by one of these gentlemen, the other is blocked by the other similar looking gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha has gone through the alley past us. 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 Yeah. And it's now closer to one end of the alley. I'm and, slow, and I'm, and slow, and I'm back backing...
6: Back right. I'm back oh,
4: okay.
3: to, to Oh, yeah, oh, we've, we've got, got miniatures. models! Yeah,
1: you do. Where's Figgis' model? I think oh. I'm probably about there. Figgis' model? No, that's way too big for figures. Figus. Figus <laughs> isn't a large creature. He gets to be a carnifex. Oh. How about that? Oh. That's sufficiently scary.
3: We've only got Tyranids. Or you smooth. could be him.
4: That makes more oh, sense, because yeah. then you
6: have these as shall, the enemies. Should we have a behind-the-curtain behind, yeah. behind the curtain kind of moment where we're playing with chess pieces and...
1: Oh, yeah, the to, to, to spell out, this sounds like, oh, they've got all these awesome things. What we did is we found some old uh, miniatures.
4: I Genuinely, I haven't used these for, like, 17 years. Um, I've dug them out some boxes. Um, so so this, is, is, mm. this is the alley.
3: So I've, I've come running in, I've slid through his Tin Man legs uh-huh. and sort of done a roly-proly and begun running, and then... Stop dead, and seeing this guy, this and way. now I'm backing this way.
1: Okay, but before we... you guys have
3: even turned around, I guess. <laughs> I'm
6: <laughs> definitely facing that way. I think. <laughs> oh, actually, figures
3: kind of notice. Uh,
2: like, technically, yeah. according to the rule system, there is no such thing as the way you're facing. Okay, Fair enough. you're considered to yeah. be facing in all directions simultaneously. <laughs> How <laughs> do
1: I flank anyone then?
2: Because you specifically have to be have a partner. Ah.
1: it's it's a weird one where, like, Brin's right. Actually it actually works assumes, quite well. It, yeah. From it's, a rules perspective. the idea behind it is that you are aware 360 what with hearing and everything else but what you're not aware of is like it's when you have to divide attention mm-hmm. that's the idea behind flanking is it's when you're splitting your attention so if someone's directly behind you unless you're like catching the yeah. initiative on them then they're technically yeah. aware of you okay um so if we all just take a moment uh, i suspect that a little bit of combat might be uh, on its way but not yet
5: oh.
1: as the two start approaching
6: do, do we have a problem here, gents?
1: No problem. No problem. I, I, I do not see a problem. Oi. Oi, Thompson. Thompson. Do we have a problem? No. No problems.
4: Excellent. If there are no problems, lovely to meet you. Hello. I'm Sebastian Bertie McGuffing. I hold up my hand for a handshake.
1: <laughs> oh, hello. hello. Uh, I shake your hand, but I've just eaten food. Um.
6: <laughs> While this wonderful distraction is happening <laughs> i will sidle up to lid's character mm-hmm. to sasha and be like what's going on
3: right at this point i think it is useful for me to ask uh-huh. if i recognize either of these I, i've got an idea of who they might be from complicated backstory mm-hmm. but whether i uh, do i and I, I also know that not recognizing them doesn't mean that they're not Part of that group, uh-huh. but do I do I recognise them at all?
1: You recognise one of them. Uh. You recognise the one who was known as Thompson. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that uh, one that one. Thompson is this one,
6: or is it Thompson and Thompson?
1: Oh, you don't know it's the a other tin guy's tin name. Joke. You basically you know you you, you recognise Thompson. Uh-huh. You also recognise that's not his name.
5: Yeah.
1: Um, and what you know about him? Yeah. He's not the biggest scariest person in the world. Uh huh. But he's kind of big and scary enough.
3: Yeah, and he's got three other people behind him in the crowd coming towards me, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, there were two that I slipped and that are coming, and I know, further back. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean, is that, yeah. it, like, uh, it's it's a safe bet. Yes, so, uh, I answer your... Yes, yes, we do have a problem.
5: Right. Yeah. What's the problem?
3: Uh, well, these... I used to work for this uh these these guys uh and uh I don't want to be engaged in, uh, in in their line of business anymore and they uh they uh they disagreed with my employment change in employment status right, uh, oh, that, that, that now
1: was... come on sasha we've uh, we've all got places to be
6: oh, you know Yeah, oh, oh that oh, all that thought um Alex, just checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the crowd we're supposed to be dispersing, right? Just, just round the corner.
1: Uh, the crowd is quite literally like just round the corner. Yep. There is a big flow of people just at, at the um, opposite end, at think- this end of the alley, and um, the one closest towards Thompson. There is a big flow of people heading straight in towards that crowd, um, and. So- you it, are is, currently right next to that crowd. Yeah. Okay. Is
4: it our legitimate business purpose to keep this free-flowing traffic moving along this alley? Oh,
1: totally. Okay. Uh, as, as far as, as, as he's saying. briefed you, right? Yeah.
6: About. Oh, uh, would you just leave this to me. Sorry, gents. Uh, we've been hired to keep uh, to keep the crowd control. we got uh, you're, you're obstructing the flow of traffic A figures spurty If you wouldn't mind moving these gentlemen out of the way to uh, stop restricting a public byway, stay by me.
1: I don't really think this is. And I'll, I'll start walking is, uh, up no, behind. Sure, so. sure. I don't really think this is necessary. I mean, we're just trying to have a conversation. Sorry,
6: sir, we are just doing our jobs.
1: Oh, so are we, so are we. (laughs) I'm sure you understand. They just approach even closer.
6: Well, well, now, perhaps
4: we could have this conversation outside of this narrow alleyway, keep traffic moving freely, moving slightly closer towards Thompson, just kind of usher him out of the alley. And then I headbutt him in the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might go ahead and say that we might be entering combat right now. Mm. So Is that um, initiative? Initiative? <laughs> with that in mind, can everyone roll for initiative? What, do I, what am I rolling? So roll a d20. Amazing.
2: Add your initiative modifier.
1: And nine add your initiative modifier, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the table and get you guys to tell me what they are. So, Bertie, what was your initiative?
4: Uh I have nine plus one, which is ten. Ten.
2: Uh, I'm not currently in the scene. Fair point. <laughs> Two. <laughs> is that
3: with modifiers? <laughs> yeah. Uh mine is thirteen with modifiers.
1: Okay. Let me just roll for Figgis, as his name is. The Thousand Yard Stare Veteran Figgis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And despite the fact that you're not in the scene, Bryn, can you do, a, do me a solid and roll initiative anyway? Eight. Eight. I, I really hope you come flying
6: from the sky like a machine <laughs> yeah. or
3: something. Just gets thrown in. <laughs> yeah.
1: okay and with that in mind uh we'll just take a moment and then we'll set this board up okay cool so we've uh set the board up it's an alleyway there is a crate towards one end um and there is a sort of nook doorway halfway along we've got thompson at the end um next to bertie who's literally moving into headbutt him in the face Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got Figgis in the middle, the thousand-yard stare Figgis. Uh, <laughs> Which direction way? is
3: he staring in?
1: I think he's staring in all of them at once, because <laughs> yeah. it's Pathfinder, and that's yes. how the game works. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got got uh, Sasha behind um, Zolf, and then at the other end, the 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 man with no name, mm. currently. It's mysterious. Um, who no doubt Ben will name, like... Clumpity Stomp, or something... Good name. We'll, we'll take it. And now it's going to stick. As much as I did that as a joke, it's totally going to stick <laughs> as a nickname. Clumpety Stomp the Thug. Ah, right, okay. So, anyway, yes, first things first. Since you initiated, I'm going to give you a surprise round. Hey. Because you've gone from, let's all be... Reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that in mind, you're going to give me an attack roll. Yeah. However it will count as an unarmed attack because you're trying yeah. to nut him in the head. Does That's it? Fine.
3: Because he's got falcons on his helmet, you said. Does that count as I a the
1: falcons have a combat bonus. Uh, I was coach, just asking. I'm, I'm quite willing to give you a penalty for having <laughs> such a heavy helmet that you can't control if you want. <laughs> oh, I would have thought that the extra... Maybe it's like a power attack, but for your
4: head. Like, it's mm-hmm. harder to hit him
1: with it. You could power attack him with your head. You know? <laughs> oh. yeah.
4: That is, mm, mm, I think it's it's a crowd control head, but it's not one that's meant with that much noise. Vicious. I realise it's a headbutt, but it's not. <laughs>
5: then go for it. It's not okay. a death head.
4: It's just exactly. It's just a normal head.
1: I'm going to try and get the turns moving fairly <laughs> okay, quickly. Sorry. Like we can take time for discuss rules and stuff, obviously. But I'm going to try and keep so, it shifting. But do cool. make sure you describe what you're doing.
4: Sure. Um, so um, I lean in to kind of you know move them along gently, and then whack. Okay. Go for um, it. So what am I rolling for? Roll here? a
1: d20. Yep.
4: That's a twenty.
1: Natural twenty. Whoa. Okay. Um. The maximum you can deal unarmed is one d six.
2: No. Roll to confirm the crit.
1: Oh yeah, good point. Thank you, Ben. Uh. So roll it again.
2: Nine. Total attack. Total melee attack bonus is four. But I'm going to give him the
1: gauntlet 30. bonus because he's wearing a helmet. Three. Because why not? Um. So roll one d six for damage. Three.
5: Three.
1: Okay. So let's just put that one down. It's quite a
5: strength,
6: strength bonus of three. Oh yeah, so s- mm-hmm. I've done six damage.
3: Plus the gauntlet thing. Right? No, no,
6: it's times because it's a it's a crit. Oh, crikey! So how much damage have I done to him
3: now? <laughs> uh, I think he's a the nine. <laughs>
1: the nine wouldn't confirm go, go through oh, it okay. is he not flat <laughs> oh, yeah it is as well thank goodness I've got all of you here <laughs> so what's happened so yeah basically you are going to be rolling uh, 2d6 plus strength yes
2: well, plus correct. strength twice if it's... oh yeah plus strength twice there you uh, go so roll the d6 again so you did six and another six he's done 12 damage <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <Okay>. He's just <laughs> okay. so. I've headbutted
4: and I've just I've whacked his skull straight down over his spine,
2: which just pokes out through the top of it. So you, you have knocked him out. Yeah, he okay. I He's not fit. So
1: basically, what's Think happened watermelon. is you, you, you're you're basically stood there going, "Come on, let's be reasonable. Oh. Let's be reasonable. You just grab his collar and bang." the falcon catches him right on the bridge of the nose there's a brief flash flash of light in his eyes but he'll never know if it was the falcon or the blow but either way he just crumples, just gone instantly KO'd he's out of it already how um how noisy was that there was a clang okay like to the point where people walking this way stopped and have turned to look, and are now watching at oh. this end. That end, there's still people going past, because yeah, there's sure. too much in the way, but here, totally, people yeah, have if, noticed.
6: If we'd have legitimately heard that clang as well, yeah? Oh, yeah! Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this is echoing down. It sounds like someone got two dustbin lids, and then it was just cymbaling them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Subversion is definitely the sort of character that would be in stomp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. now we'll enter initiative, now that you're past the, um, the surprise... KOing one person in a single (laughs) blow round. Um, So, it's Figgis to start. Figgis uh, turns around, sort of has a gander at the situation, assesses it, (laughs) and steps into the shadows.
3: I
6: told you that!
5: (laughs) 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 Sasha, you're up.
3: Uh, I... You're not engaged in fight. This is the problem with having high initiative, but only really being able to be good once people are already fighting someone else. If
2: his initiative hasn't come up yet, he Hmm. will be flat-footed.
3: Okay, so I think I essentially will be... I'll be running around him and coming in from the side.
1: Okay, so what's your move speed?
3: 30. Uh, 30.
1: Okay, so with uh, this is just explained for uh-huh. listeners as well. So we're using the Pathfinder system, which uses the five-foot squares. Uh-huh. So when you have 30 foot, that means that you can move 30 divided by 5, which, of course, is, is yeah. that. I phrased that as a question because I couldn't remember the maths. <laughs> <Uncle>. It's been <laughs> a long, long that's day. That's only
3: five squares.
1: So. so, yeah, so you can totally do that move. Um, also, it's worth bearing in mind that mm-hmm. when you move along diagonals... Mm-hmm. The first diagonal that you move is five. Mm-hmm. The next diagonal costs ten. Then what? five, then ten, then five, then ten. There's reason... only one Now I know, I'm just explaining it for future. Uh, the reason for that is it's to keep the movement balanced, because otherwise you could sort of skip the system by going, I charge in a semicircle and get there quicker. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the maths would go a bit wrong.
2: Um, you technically move through his threatened area, so he potentially could yep. get a attack of opportunity. I don't... But...
3: I've got... Um... Well, it just means that I've got plus two on acrobatics moving through a creature's space, Mm -hmm. including threatened space.
2: So, But he won't get an attack of opportunity anyway because he's still flat-footed. You can't get attacks of opportunity until you've had your first action, Cool. So, I uh, thought that that
6: trait also meant that you didn't get an attack of opportunity for... Oh, it was leaving a threatened space. Well,
1: for Pathfinder, um, attacks of opportunity are either triggered by something that specifically says it. So attacking someone... Um, with an unarmed attack they would get an attack of opportunity but he didn't because you basically came from nowhere with it and um, you only ever get an attack of opportunity normally in combat when you're leaving a threatened square oh, okay. so characters will normally threaten every square that they're adjacent to sort of in a, in a square around them uh, if they have something called a reach weapon they can threaten like every two squares and beyond So I have that so yeah so that means that you can basically hit him if he's like ten foot away depending on what the reach of the of the, uh, it's is it's ten foot uh,
6: oh, he's no, he's got to move drone. into. All
1: oh, right. So, what would for the attack of opportunity, he'd have to be within ten trident. feet of you, and then try to leave that ten foot, or move within that ten foot yep. sort of square you have yeah, around yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. He's, okay,
3: he's four foot, so this. Now I have to have is...
6: a special weapon prof- proficiency to use it, <laughs> okay. which I'm allowed to be because uh, uh, the clerics automatically get are proficient in the weapon of their gods. For example, with Poseidon, obviously it's a trident, but you're <laughs> not usually proficient with tridents because Poseidon proficient in. Four sub or three sub nuclear
4: deterrence. A pounds. <laughs> 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 I've chosen my guard. <laughs> so, keeping, I, keeping the turns moving.
3: I am, so I'm standing at the side of this guy and uh, I am going to flick out my spring loaded wrist cheese. Shink <laughs> <and laughs> shink. Yep. Dab him in the side. And because
1: they're spring loaded, you basically get them as mm-hmm. a swift action, so you don't need to worry about that. And so, you are going to want to roll both attacks.
3: Right. So um,
1: I would recommend rolling a... It's a d4. It's a d4 plus sneak attack. Cool. Because he's flat-footed currently. And there's a hit. That's so you the need to is. roll a d20. Uh huh.
3: 17. Which is a
1: hit. So roll those damage first.
3: Do it, so yep, right uh, roll
1: both. Uh, 4
3: and 1. So that's okay. 5.
1: Plus 1.
3: Uh, plus one for when flanking. Yeah,
1: just add one. Oh, uh, this isn't flanking. It's right, is okay. flat-footed, but it's not flanking. Um, right. So that's five from the first attack. Roll the second.
3: Mm-hmm. and Answer here again. Oh, to, right. Yep. Thirteen. So I guess
1: that, as far as I'm aware, will be a hit again. Because he's good, but he's not that good. Andy and he's flat-footed. Yeah, so to clarify, flat-footed means you're catching a your character unawares. Right. So what that means is that your sneak attack is active as if you were flanking, but very important, you're not flanking, Right. because there are some things that will say, when flanking, blah. Okay. Uh, also, um, it affects things like their AC is lower and stuff like that. Cool. So basically, for you, you always want to be catching people flat How do I know
3: if I've hit him? So 13...
1: I basically tell you. Okay. Um, you've cool. hit him. Uh,
3: six plus two, eight. Eight.
2: 8 okay is it not your strength modifier is 1 so it should be 8 minus 1
1: oh yeah good point
3: oh so okay so 7 was that true of the other one as well yeah, yeah. oh yes it so be. that what was that was 5 or was it 4
6: that was 5 because it was a 4 and a 1 so, right, so that's 4 so, so that, that was you,
3: 4 and seven. this is 7
1: I'm going to be honest it doesn't matter
3: alright
1: <laughs> he's down <laughs> Um, yeah quite simply he uh, he just seems to be sort of reaching for something under his uh, jacket mm-hmm. and yeah just straight away you come up behind him and um, how describe what you do uh,
3: so I Bounce off the walls. That's <laughs> nice. the, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of in running in a kind of arc. Mm-hmm. Parkour. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty. I'm a parkoury optimized character. Frankly. <laughs> there's, there's really, crowds and acrobatics is what I do. So I come around the back. I you guys barely see, I guess, because it's only as I get right up to it that I flick my yep. daggers. They're in my hands, and I stab. I stab him um, just under his arm as he's reaching for his weapon. Uh, so he collapses mm-hmm. very quietly.
6: With a potentially collapsed lung.
3: <laughs> yeah, he he falls silently. There might be a slight okay. wheezing sound, I guess.
6: Okay, yeah. Like and a balloon deflating.
4: And a he balloon just... made of meat. Yeah.
3: Oh. Uh, I, okay. I guess, am um, looking back and really considering heading off and running again because I know there are two more car- people coming behind me.
1: Uh huh. But, um, yeah, so look. One sec, actually. Let me. Okay, at which point, shocker,
5: mm-hmm.
1: I need my uh, little dudes,
5: mm.
1: two more uh, basically come in, mm-hmm. one of them comes in, assess the situation, second one comes around him, assess the situation, um, I'm going to make that their turn, because they can't just run around and go, I know what's happening around this corner, technically Pathfinder kind of allows that. I think it's daft, so no. And that's setting a precedent for you guys as well. You can't just blindly charge in where you've no idea what's happening. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Um, okay, with that in mind, Bertie, you're up. You are currently stood over a faintly bloodied and very unconscious uh, man as two other people come and there is a crowd. Isn't
5: it his
6: guy? No, 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 because oh, no, no, Bertie no. acted he, in he, a, he, he okay. a
1: He basically did the surprise of...
3: So that was before... Hello! Bang! Yeah. I get it. Okay. Cool. We all
1: learned
3: something...
6: Quick aside, are these people wearing the same uniforms? You mentioned
1: uniforms. They're not uniforms, they're oh, basically gosh. wearing fairly nondescript clothes. Oh, right. um, to, to Neither guys. posh nor poor. The poorest one was um, sort of Thompson, was slightly shabby, but he's kind of KO'd. <laughs> um, so these two others come along, they get the situation, and you're looking at them and they're going. Do
4: you we've killed they're, one they're, and not one? They're hesitating,
1: seconds. but they seem to be willing to maybe give it a go because they're looking past you at um, Sasha at the far end, who they can just about see.
4: Okay, at that point. Um, can I... Would I suffer any sort of combat penalties if I attempted to intimidate them before I... Given that they're a few feet away, this chap is down, that chap is dead, and that's before the have got into the alley. Well, why don't would, we would look the exact
1: wording for intimidate? It has very specific sort of gameplay actions in combat. So looking this up briefly to get the exact wording... Basically, you, um, in combat, you can use it to cause an opponent to become shaken, okay? Um, and the DC would be, uh, DC being how difficult it is, what you'd have to roll to affect that, mm-hmm. is 10, plus their hit dice, so, like, how many dice are... Hit dice is a way of referring to, basically, their overall health. Okay. Um, and the target's wisdom modifier,
5: mm-hmm.
1: which you make it a, a level 1 comparatively steep check. And if you're successful, they're shaken, which basically gives them a penalty on their go, mm-hmm. um, but that's pretty much the sum total of it, um, and also that would pretty much be your turn yeah. instead of a, a an attack. A Shaken character takes a minus two on attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks and ability checks. Um, so, yeah, what you would be doing is you could move if you want, but you'd be going, Ooga, booga, 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 booga. They'd have a bit of a penalty, and that'd be the sum total of... That's
4: not very impressive. I was What I was shooting for there was something along the lines of, that guy's been knocked out, that guy's been killed, and they've just arrived in the alley. As GM,
1: I'm I'm allowed to to apply some modifiers. Um, But, yeah, you can do the roll, and you can see. I'm not going to tell you whether it succeeds or not. Okay. But mechanically, if you succeed, they would be worse at fighting. You wouldn't necessarily be able to make them flee. That's kind of a GM's discretion.
4: I'm not sure I'll bother. Um, In that case, the odds seem a bit steep for limited reward, Mm. so I might just do it as flavour.
1: Good afternoon, bloody little poor people! And I draw my massive sword. Okay, drawing a sword mm-hmm. counts as a move action. Okay. Um, which is fine. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so then, uh, can I close the distance between them?
1: Not really if you're only just drawing your bastard longsword. That's the problem oh, with okay. the bastard longsword.
2: It's massive. Takes a long time to draw. You can mm. You can move while drawing a sword. You which could, is what I was
1: leading into, yeah. yeah. Is that what you could do is... If you are going to move and draw, you can. What you couldn't do is... I know it sounds really pedanty, but it does make a difference mechanically. If you were to draw your weapon, you couldn't then move, but what you could do is sort of the move and draw. Oh, yeah.
4: I'll do that then. That makes sense. Sure. Um, Where do you move to? Is my movement impeded by the unconscious Thompson in front of me at all? Um, it
1: would around? count as difficult to rain. Um, however, <laughs> <laughs> step,
5: step round. To there's me. there's okay.
1: really no reason for you not to just step round. I'll step round. <laughs> it yeah. makes no difference Go. mechanically.
4: Fine. Um, yeah, I think there. That's five. Mm-hmm. That's ten foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then I'll attack this chap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying anything wrong so far. That's all fine. No, it's
1: all good. I'll 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 leap on you. Okay. V- violently and unappreciatively when you do so. Now, this might sound
4: stupid. I'm assuming that I've got my shield out at this point as well.
1: Um, we'll work under the assumption that you're carrying your shield unless I or you say otherwise. Okay.
4: I think it would make sense in a general crowd control scenario. You would have had my it. Like, shield out and you, not my sword. You
3: wanted to show off for your interview.
4: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll often let my shield out at in an interview. <laughs> Where do you see yourselves in five years, time? Behind a shield!
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, Give me the roll. Cool, uh, okay.
1: Uh, eight. Plus your attack bonus. Uh, four for the bastardaurus. Taking you two. Twelve. Which misses. <gasps> It's a. You give a big old swing, and the guy just sees it coming, mainly because the sword's as big as he is. Mm. Like he, he quite easily just sort of ducks to the side of that one, but is definitely looking at you in a in a new light. Um, Lid, you're up.
3: Right, that's quite a long distance for me to travel. Um, I guess it's probably worth saying that i definitely think about just legging it mm-hmm. but these guys have stepped up to the plate uh and i feel a bit bad about leaving them mm-hmm. uh so i guess it's just a case of traveling my six uh which might be one two so that's 15 10 because i just want to be sideways yeah so, so um, that I can that's two
1: diagonals that's a five and a ten total of 15
3: uh sorry these are each five right these yeah yep. right so but
2: yeah but if you 20. move two diagonally
3: so that's 15 yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. 20, 20, 20 25
3: 30 20. and then that's a bit too far for me to throw my daggers
1: what you could do is yeah. you can use your turn to move double so you can trade yeah. your so a move is made up by a standard action uh-huh. move action and a swift action
3: right okay so
1: what you can do is you can trade those down so yeah. you could trade your standard action for two move actions it's called like a double move Cool. or you can trade it for something called a run action Mm -hmm. which is you basically pegging it Mm -hmm. but that is much faster but at the expense of you can't do anything else you're running in pretty much straight lines and blah blah blah
3: well then uh, I think I will run up to here behind this box Mm -hmm. I may even crouch behind said box
1: it would grant you bonuses um, for cover basically Mm. so if any of them are having any ranged attacks or anything that will come into play Mm. okay cool at which point, let's briefly cut from combat to Hamid. You're following the crowd, and you see basically an enormous crowd off into the distance. And off to the right, what looks like a kind of sideshow crowd. a um, couple of them are yelling. Um, there seems to be some, like, drunken men sort of clamouring to get through to the, to the front of that crowd. And to put it bluntly, passageway little dude, you are appearing about here. And in between you and them are, let's say, a bunch of...
0: <laughs>
1: because of the, the, the miniatures we're using, an enormous horde of horrifying abominations. And there's, say, a crowd of people they're like that.
3: They're party tyranids. They're all painted Can in neon make, colours. Make
4: sure they're colours that are not the red colours. The oh, yeah, sorry. There we go.
1: And a tank. Why not? There's also a tank. LAUGHTER <laughs> I'm going to remove him for the simple reason that he's literally taking up six squares. <laughs> uh, for anyone who's listening, it's an enormous metal sort of tyrannid... It
5: can't, can't,
1: can't if- Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry.
4: God, I can't even remember that.
1: <laughs> so, um, basically, you're in initiative order, Bryn, but obviously, there's going to be a bit more RPing to yours to take into the situation. So, yeah, you've literally come around and you're seeing that and you can see a guy KO'd and you basically see him whiff, like, swing and a miss for the... Oh
2: my god, it's <laughs> I'm gonna push my way through the crowd to the front, uh-huh. but I, uh, not really getting that's bothered.
1: fine. <laughs> 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 Give me a perception check, James.
2: Uh
4: nine plus minus one minus one eight minus (laughs) the fact that you Yeah You have no idea.
1: Basically he's going, Oh my god, it's Bertie and you're there going, Oh blah blah blah," chapping cutting the wheat with my sword. Um, He's
3: distracted to be fair. Got a lot on.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Figgis, Right. Uh, isn't it my guy?
6: Because Figgis already
1: moved
6: Figgis did already Mm. move. He moved into the shadows.
1: He did. So it is. It is yours. I apologise. <laughs>
6: Minus is what? So this 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 man here. He's bleeding, right? Yep. Oh, good. <laughs> stabilise.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, describe it, it time, to me. <laughs> yeah. That <was> my move. <laughs> <laughs> no, to to clarify, in this game, he can move two squares. Yeah.
6: Because of my peg leg. Um, yes. Uh, does he want to and to roll king, a will save? Um. Against the
1: stabilise. I'm going to go ahead and say no.
6: Okay, cool. I've got to give him the option.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, describe what uh, stabilising, what you'll do mechanically and what it looks like, fluffy. Uh,
6: Yes, so I... um, Okay, so stabilise. Effectively, when a character has been downed in a lethal way, Mm -hmm. uh, they start bleeding out. Um, So they start losing a hit point to turn. Mm -hmm. A bit more blueling this myself. Until they get to minus 10. Once they get to minus 10, they're dead, dead. Pretty much. They have to be resurrected by magical fantasy means. Yes. Uh, Stabilise effectively says stop it. Yeah. Um, it just stops their bleed count, means they won't bleed out. They're still unconscious, they're just not gonna die. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. Um, for me, uh, that means um, getting a uh, kind of bending down, getting a little kind of water skin of salt mm-hmm. water out of a pocket, pouring over the wound and muttering some prayers to beside him.
1: Okay, cool. Um, it becomes readily apparent that the guy has stabilized. Um, the what sort of the small knife runes appear to um, Knit enough, um, by which I mean the, the bleeding stops. There's some clotting going on. By no means have you healed this person, yeah. but they're they're no longer like bleeding out all over the all over the uh, floor. He's not
6: fine. He's just not completely screwed.
4: Yeah,
1: good way of putting it. Okay. Um, apologies. Yes. Now, now it's Fergus. So, with that in mind, let me do a quick roll. You hear a clang. And give me a perception roll, Uh, Lydia. Me?
5: Okay.
3: Uh, Nine. Oh, sorry. Nine plus six. Fifteen. I can do maths. Mm -hmm. Figus
1: appears to be wailing on the lock of the door. Um waiting as in hitting. as, as in right. hitting sorry okay. yes that's a totally uh, uh, an ism from where I'm where I grew up I find
3: right. this offensive both from a moral standpoint and a professional <laughs> one yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah he's 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 clearly like hitting the lock who knows maybe he's trying to get out and flank round mm. um okay after that the guy who's immediately facing Bertie tries his luck, unwisely, but he'll try his luck. Uh, what's your AC?
2: Twenty.
1: <laughs> not not going to bother saying what he rolled. and um, Because actually, what would he have to roll out of curiosity? I'm not going to say it out in case I. Uh... Yeah. Is it okay. 22? I'm not going to say. Uh, let's just say that there there needs to be. There needs to be another figure in there at the very least.
5: <laughs> um, Do you
1: mind? <laughs> so he basically, uh, yeah, he he, he draws um, what looks like a, um, a a short sword. Actually, like he's they're, they're, he's wearing a fairly larger coat, and it's it's kind of a bit higher up, so he could get away with hiding it. He draws it and then just you know winds back and does a real like big slice right onto the side of the breastplate, and it it doesn't screech or anything. It just wong, <laughs> just stops it dead. Like, there's no sort of... He didn't, like, swing and a miss. He just connected and nothing. Like, nothing at all. He didn't even register it. This guy takes a five-foot step. So a five-foot step is where, instead of doing a big move, you just move one square. But in doing so you can avoid those attacks of opportunities we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So um, another way you can avoid them, by the way, which is useful for you, Lydia, is acrobatics. Um,
3: Just being me avoids most... I was going to say,
1: that seems to be doing the job. So this guy also will try his luck, but there's no way he's risking an attack of opportunity. (laughs) Ooh, 20, was it? Yeah. That's a hit.
3: Is he flanking?
1: No. Um he would have to be immediately opposite on the far oh, side. Right. Yeah, flanking's a bit of a weird one where it requires you to be like directly be opposite. Opposed. If you were if you're side to side it doesn't really it, count.
2: If you're there and there, that's flanking.
1: Yeah, it's me. it's if the way to describe it is if you imagine a like a hundred and eighty degree line, um yeah. Long long story short, I get it. It's it's to do with They have to be on what you'd appreciate Mm -hmm. to be opposite sides. The other rules that will be fun eventually is when we do ranged stuff and it's like how it covers corners of squares and stuff. is a bit Um, weird. Yeah. Um, So he'll roll his attack, which is a formidable 1d6. Mm -hmm. Plus a little bit more. He deals you four damage. You deduct that from your total hit points and write that on your sheet. So I'm down to nine. Uh-huh. See, that's the thing with level one, is that everyone gets quite cocky because you can down people in a single yeah, yeah. blow, but you also forget that if, if you get blow. hit twice, you're probably going to go down okay. yourself. It's it's a, Level one's a slightly weird one. It kind of stabilises in the lower levels. Um, okay, so that is the two cut purses. And Bertie? Yeah, Bertie, you're up.
4: Okay, uh, I'm going to swing my sword at the one who just wounded me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm struggling to hit them, aren't I? I did um,
1: you didn't roll particularly high.
4: Okay, I think I'll just go for normal attack,
1: yeah. way. 18. 18, and um, what's the threat range on a Bastard? Is it 19 and 20? Okay, cool, so you you can you get a hit, so roll your damage, which will be the damage on a Bastard being 110, yep. 1d10, 1d10, plus your
4: strength, which is... So I've got a 16, so I've got an ability modifier of 3. That's
1: correct. So you plus are... D10 plus, plus 3. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. And that's that 3 is guaranteed.
4: 4 plus 3 is 7.
1: 7. Okay. Okay. And that's your turn then.
4: Um, how, how is he looking?
1: Um, bad. Not good.
4: Right. Quite bad. As in, like, in half bad, or... He's
1: still kicking. He's not okay. knocked out or anything. Um, we'll say that because it's a, a long sword, it's... Um... Yeah, basically, it, it tears through a shirt, revealing what looks like a leather Curious underneath. And effectively, it tears through that as well, exposing sort of the skin beneath, and maybe gives him a, a light cut, but it doesn't actually, like, you know sever huge chunks of his
4: body he's not just he's not part of a person yeah exactly right
1: okay so then on to lydia
3: one thing i kind of want to clarify Mm -hmm. is in Pathfinder, like these are people Mm -hmm. people that i vaguely know Mm -hmm. if i don't want to kill them Mm -hmm. but i don't want them to keep fighting
2: what are my options
1: uh, you have the option of dealing non-lethal damage with a lethal weapon, which gives you a penalty of... Do you know this off the top of your head, Brian? I
2: don't. I, you have to take an attack penalty to do it. But.
1: It's around the minus one, minus two mark, right. where basically what people tend to do in that kind of situation is use lethal to bring them down mm-hmm. faster, and then when they're kind of when you think mm-hmm. they're kind of approaching the knockout, you swap to non-lethal. Right. Um, other people will also just stock a non-lethal item, so for yourself, I'd recommend at some point picking up a sap, um, a sap is, think of it as basically a sock full of sand, as Terry Pratchett would put it. Right. Um, it's it's like a kosh.
5: Okay. You
1: just use it to... So what you'll do is, whilst fighting, a lot of people will take quick draw. You don't need it because you've got the, the wrist, but it allows you to mm-hmm. change weapons quickly, so they'll bring them down, and then they'll just finish them off with a, a kosh to the head to knock them out. Yeah, um, but I don't
3: really have those things, so I don't have that much of an option. So I need to just try for non-lethal.
1: Ultimately, the most damage that you could do is not going to be enough to kill him outright. Right. He would need to make saves against bleeding out, mm-hmm. and presumably in that time, um, Mr. Cleric over if here... If I can get over there. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Bertie was to go over, pick him up, carry him back.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, in which case...
6: And she doesn't know i cleric. Say again? Yeah, she doesn't it. know I can stabilise right now. Oh, true. true. Anyone can attempt to stabilise. Oh, that, that's, that's, true as well. yes.
1: that's true yes. as well. That's true as well. I've got, got two it's in for me.
6: Oh yeah, you you can stabilize them. Uh,
3: can I? Uh-huh.
6: You can make. You can roll St- for
1: stabilise it. is basically absolute critical first aid.
3: Right. Okay. Right. So in that case, so it sounds like it, it trying for non lethal isn't worth it in this case. It
1: depends. Um, I think she was trying for non lethal.
3: She doesn't. She doesn't like killing people. That's At fine. least not yet. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
6: oh, so it's more shadowing. <laughs> he's
3: there she knows in
1: fairness murdering a bunch of people with a crowd watching is yeah, always problematic exactly.
3: it's like there's an audience there's an audience that's talking to us at this end so uh, yeah can i hop over that box with my acrobatics and get um, to be directly behind him you
1: could what i'll do is i'll say that mechanically mm-hmm. you would have just moved around it without any penalties okay which would be the 5 15 20 25. Cool. um so we'll say that mechanically you did so Mm -hmm. however what I would point out Mm -hmm. is that if you go here you are leaving a threatened square because if you he currently threatens all squares around him remember that you Mm -hmm. are like so I get universal vision as it were so if you were to stop there
3: Uh but then um, am I behind him am I flanking him yes
2: yeah Yeah, you're still okay cool I'll
3: be I'll be in that flanking square and I will try for a non-lethal stamp
2: should we assume that the flanking bonus cancels the non-lethal penalty
1: yeah, they do. I, I'm I'm being incredibly lazy here and could look it up, but frankly, um, it's it's not worth the time. Right. Okay. Now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shouldn't so, admit that to a listening audience. So that means
3: go. that I just roll the one d four.
1: You still have to roll the attack. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay.
3: I'm new at this. Ten.
1: So, what's your attack bonus with the dagger?
3: One.
1: Uh, does not hit.
3: Cute, oh, well, that solves my dilemma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to basically That's, all things. You like. do, go for the roll.
3: Two.
1: Many all morals
4: dilemmas could be solved by ineptitude. <laughs> my,
3: my hesitancy is really is really undermining my ability here. Uh-huh. Mm.
1: And on to Hamid. Currently, the last thing that happened was. Oh my god, it's Bertie!
2: I watch and wait.
1: That's fine. Fans.
2: <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right. Ben, you're up. Uh, cool. Um, drag this guy,
6: kind of lean him up against the wall.
1: Uh, I'll let you do that flavour, otherwise. otherwise that's going to cost you so much move.
6: <laughs> oh, no, that was my turn.
1: Oh, sure. That's yeah, what you want to do. Well, yeah thanks in fairness it's going to take him about 10 rounds to make yeah. it down the alley uh, no I can, I can <laughs> run I can run <laughs> in fact how long would him pegging it how far would he get pegging oh, it eh? of oh! <laughs> if you were to do the run action you could get involved by the, your next round if you yeah. choose I don't know. okay cool so you spend your turn um, propping that guy this up is, this is just an unconscious
6: bleeding dude uh, It's not um, bleeding he's still covered <laughs> in blood right. yeah he is covered in blood
1: okay on to our good friend Figgis Oh, it's a fine hit. Um, you, I'll, you can't get an angle on him from where you are. You just hear another clang, and then uh, as far as you're aware, figures is still in that alleyway. Let's just, uh, yeah, let's let, let's just presume he's still definitely waiting for an opportune moment to attack. Do we need to roll a perception or anything to detect his absence? Or not really? He okay. was he was out of to... you, he was out of sight for right. you for ages. Okay. No. Um in which case this guy'll go for you first mm-hmm. uh won't hit and another one won't hit um, so, so that was ping and yeah ping. That, that was both uh, honestly for for alls that low which were a nine and a four by the way, for people asking thinking um yeah they just—they didn't even make contact at that point. It was pretty much a case of them them making an over-exaggerated lunch for you, and it's the equivalent of a ha-ha! Like, you can flavour it however you want, but they, they didn't even contact that time. Um, Lydia, you're up.
3: Cool. Uh, I will try my non-lethal stabs, mm-hmm. see if my hesitancy has... Ooh, 18! And don't uh, get your second attack. Yeah, well, I've got to see how much uh, damage I do. Truly.
1: It's much of a muchness. Triangle ones. Uh,
3: one.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, minus your strength.
1: Balance. So that's cancelled it out. So now roll for your d6. You automatically uh, are taking minus one because you've got um eight in your strength. That's the trade-off. Okay, I
3: thought I'd switch it to deck. You, you, you have,
6: but that, that, that... That's, that's the, the hit, pretty, not for damage. Yeah. Yeah. Right,
1: right, okay. yeah, yeah. So you'll always deal minus one on the damage, cool. but you
3: Okay, well, my other one misses. I managed to
1: get a two. No, no, you also have a... Sneak you right. get your sneak attack oh, right. on, boat, on the first yeah. one, which hit because you're flanking. Four.
6: Four. You also get a plus one to damage because you're flanking. Yes, I do. No, so you back fighting.
1: up to five. Yeah, good point. Right. Oh, two-weapon fighting. Um, don't you love it? That,
3: yeah, that, yeah. Dirty so that was, all my, that was all my first weapon, and then my yeah. second one, I got a two, mm, which yeah. I don't think is a critical... I don't stab myself on a roll.
1: A <laughs> two, you deal. don't hit. No, um... What you can is depending. There are fumble rules in Pathfinder. I tend to dodge them in combat and not really bother. Um, but it's stuff like if you roll a natural one, you're meant to roll on like a another table to see whether you drop your weapon or did like your weapon explodes in your face. And <laughs> <laughs> depending how far you want to go, there are brilliant ones for spell failure. One of yeah, which brilliant. include things like the nearest person to you dies, uh, your arm falls off. Like they're quite elaborate. You turn purple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone I know looked like, but was not a bugbear for an entire campaign as a result of one of them. Nice. A bugbear's not a very nice
6: creature. We uh, had someone who uh, couldn't stop detecting magic. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to detect magic on his eyes consistently, so he had to have special goggles made so that he wasn't blinded by this highly oh, magical guy. campaign. Poor guy. <laughs>
1: um, okay, uh, Hamid, you're up. You've seen now a bunch of people try to wail on Bertie. Not successfully! <laughs> But they've been trying to uh, trying to hit him.
2: Yeah, I don't know the situation. That's fine. I'm not going to get involved. I don't like your character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen each other in like a year. Um, I have
4: no idea what's going if on. If I hadn't seen you for a year, Bryn, and I saw two people <laughs> wheeling on at the end of the
6: alley, I wouldn't just stand back and go, wow, they might have a point. What <laughs> if Bryn was in huge, great armour going, no, no, ah! and swords were bouncing off? Uh, yeah. Well, even then, even mm. I would... keep it triumphant. moving. Yes, <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> okay. Um... Sure. Uh, right. Well, I do have something with range, which is nice. Uh, which is one, two, three, four, five, six. I still need to be there. I'm still far too far away. Uh, so the run action, right? How, yep. how does that work? How much faster do I go? You go four times the base speed. Okay.
1: Which one, is formidable.
6: Two, three, four, five, six.
2: I've hit a box. i will at the box. Seven. You could take a diagonal. No, you can't. You have to go in a straight line. Oh, so yeah. Survive. It's a run action. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I fit a box. Are there any puddles you
4: command the loyalty of? I mean, I <laughs>
1: so that was a formidable dash down the alley. I was like, "What?"
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, Figus does whatever Figus is doing out of sight. Um, the cutthroats. Okay. Again. We've we've,
3: we've gone, gone
1: back around. round. Oh,
5: all right.
6: I think it's just they're waiting when you continue so you're like oh yeah. not this again <laughs>
1: and the reason they are is because you're dropping them left right and centre um, so that's a roll of no and the other one nope um, the first one misses the second one makes contact but just can't get through the armour if it looks like you're in
2: trouble oh hell <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bertie you're up Okay, um right, I think I oh, I, don't
4: know. I reckon this one is pretty well flanked by uh Sasha. Mm-hmm. So oh I don't know your name yet, do I? We haven't been formally introduced. Not yet. No,
3: not formally. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> you think of me as Dabby Small Woman. Stabby I Hey,
1: um, we establish established she's, she's not she's not a girl or, or young or, or distinct she is. You, woman. I
3: think you called her a little girl.
1: Well, she's woman.
3: Yeah,
4: thanks. I've been strongly, I've
1: been strongly corrected at the beginning of the campaign. It's
4: woman. Right. Um, I, in the name of Ultra... um, to start, Is this crowd starting to pay attention now? Uh, the crowd's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, cool. And they're like, ooh, there's a fight. Are they cheering?
1: The drunken guys are currently populating the side nearest the big crowd. And it seems like they're all yelling encouragement for stabby woman.
4: Okay. Right. I'm I'm not pleased that you're drawing focus. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go for a power attack on that guy, and yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to neatly bisect him.
6: <laughs> I can't stabilise
4: that. Uh, I'm fine with that. Go for it, go for the roll. Uh, 16. That's yeah, a hit.
1: It's uh, a fine hit. Yeah. So you roll your... D10 plus 3. Correct.
4: With your extra plus 1 for power attack. Uh, 8. Yep. Plus three, uh, which is
5: 11,
4: plus
2: one more which is, makes a total of 12. It's a, two, it's a bonus of
5: two on damage repair.
2: Oh, nice. No, yeah, you're basically, that th- that's why Because minus oh, worth you, it. Minus one, oh,
1: plus gosh. two, yeah. 13. 13? Uh, I don't think he's probably not dead, dead, no. dead, dead.
5: But.
1: So, you basically wind up, you know, giving a little bit of luck to, look to all of the people, making sure they're looking, and just, you know, almost baseball swing it around. It, it, <laughs> it connects. In a big way. You can't see through clothing in the Curious, but it's clearly in the person. It's gone Uh, in like an inch? Like two inches? (laughs) Um, I'm not going to go into that much detail. I'm just going to say that it went in. It's gone in an inch. uh, And then basically he's he's very, very down. Okay. Very, very down. There's quite a lot of blood. Um, A a couple of people in the crowd scream. A lot of the people in the crowd cheer. And um, you see... There are sort of guards trying to sort of fight their way through. Oh, um, our online.
6: Don't worry, we're crowd control. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
5: okay.
1: Um, Lydia.
3: Uh, I'm gonna friggin' attempt my non-lethal stab again. Go for it. Oh, it didn't... Eight. Uh. Nine. Ooh. Nope.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. Second and you're one? Oh. One? Oh. No. Do I hurt myself? <sighs> you know I what? What I'll hard. do is I'll get you to roll a d20, and then I'll use that to decide fluff. Oh,
3: okay. 14.
1: Nah, you're fine.
3: Okay. Nothing
1: fluffable happens. I just cock up. I mean, it's a one in... It's a one in 400 chance of uh, two natural ones in a row, so then I think that would be yourself. worth of a fumble, yeah. I'm afraid.
6: That, but no. Stab yourself in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: <I'm laughs> Okay, so... Um, Hamid. Um, You you just watch your old friend just just basically massacre someone. I mean, the guy's not dead. Clearly, he's going...
2: I cast Prestidigitation. (laughs) I turn to the crowd and shout loudly, Come to Bertie and Bots for all your blood-based jokes! And cause fake blood to spray from my arms onto the floor. I am bluffing the crowd yeah, that this a, is a promotional. Give me, give
6: me, give thing. me a bluff chair. That's some good. Like it's media res advertising.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 improv everywhere. Yeah, oh, that is an
6: awfully twenty. What was that? It, it,
1: exactly. Is that a one? It's a no, seven. It's a, it's a seven.
2: seven. Okay. It's just a. But my bluff is seven. I think. It's not great. Taking
1: it to 14. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of people are going, oh, oh, yes, oh, that's brilliant. There's a few people who aren't, like, completely moronic who are going, what? <laughs> Why would you...
6: What? This is not a very convincing advertising campaign at all.
1: <laughs> at best, this is tasteless, <laughs> <laughs> and at worst, this is this is actually murder. Just don't feel I'm engaging with the brand. <laughs> you're, what you're what you benefiting from is the crowd mentality of someone should do something. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I agree, definitely. So, uh... worry, I'll,
2: I'll have another go next. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and Ben, you're up. Hello. Uh, cool. Can you... You've, you've just seen someone get annihilated and this guy and blood is ko Don't you kill him, wise. you
5: idiot!
6: That's what out. shout. Um, and then I move very slowly. Uh,
1: you could move your ten and stabilise the one nearest to you. No.
6: That's fine. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Thanks for that. This over. is going to be the
1: longest episode in the world. Um,
6: and I uh, ray of frost him or whatever it is. Uh, oh, icicle. Cool. I fire an icicle at him. Uh huh. Um, so it's a range touch attack.
1: Okay, so give me the attack roll. What is the range touch attack roll? Um, it'll be a d twenty.
2: It's your uh, base plus dex. Base oh. attack plus dex. Mm-hmm. So you're on zero, but you're against a touch AC, which is yeah. normally really low. Uh, so.
1: Because touch AC, the idea is that it's just to make contact with the person. So wearing huge amounts of armor doesn't actually. Yeah.
6: Sure. Okay. Uh, sixteen.
1: So, uh, that's a hit.
6: Uh. Cool. Uh, dealing myself. I've got a d. Be... Uh, two cold damage. Oh, plus half cleric level. I'm assuming that's a. Round it down to zero. Uh, that's, or...
1: m- that's normally in a minimum of one.
6: Oh, okay, so three damage. Three cold damage.
1: The last one drops. <laughs> As to apparently all of the crowd who I knocked over. Um, yes, the last guy drops. Ba, 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 Congratulations, you all just completed a combat. Hey,
2: hey. We did a
1: combat. Which is a really great place to As end. A brief oh, addendum,
6: just in case. I will stabilise all three of them with my
1: next one. Right.
2: Can, I, can I make my. My love, final bluff check. Just All trying right, to persuade you make your the crowd to will Where is on your final? I'm going to roll it first and then describe what it. happens. I did not roll well. Okay. <laughs> uh, Twelve. Twelve. I would probably go on about fake blood some more <laughs> while waving my arms in
1: effect spraying
4: fake blood everywhere. I think at this point Bertie steps over them and attempts to bluff himself because it was Bertie. I'm
1: going to close on the uh, okay. I'm going to close on the the impotent blood spray. Um, okay. because we, we're out of time and we've run over massively so uh, I
2: totally made a contribution <laughs> <laughs> I begin
3: winching my daggers back into my spring-loaded sheath
1: okay uh, I think we're going to close on that so with that in mind um, thanks everyone for listening and we hope you had a good time with Figgis mm-hmm. Stumpy McClumperson <laughs> and uh, basically and the rest Thompson. of the team yeah. and, and Thompson yeah so thanks for
5: listening bye bye Bye-bye.
1: Ad break ad break. It's definitely an ad break for, like, our own shows.
4: <laughs> Washing machines live longer with Calgon. <laughs>
6: so, working on that, no. but we can always fill it with uh, comedy adverts as well if we want to. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, that's the thing. Is basically, I'm leaving this slot free Would because. Like
3: a sword. Oh, I've got a sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
1: I, I listen. Oh, I
3: listen to the door. The door says nothing, <laughs> but it appreciates the attention. <laughs>
1: And there is, uh, there's obviously there's ball dancing around. There's an ice cream truck There well. is an ice cream <laughs> truck. There is ice cream in the <laughs> casino. This <Yay! laughs> is one of the problems of podcasting is occasionally there's ice cream. Can we get an ice cream? Can we, have we go an get an ice cream? You can have an ice cream if you do your podcasting process. <laughs>